Um, well, yeah, this is, I'm going to be like, this is a part one because we, we yeah. have a lot to talk about. Um, all right, where's my opening? All right, crack my knuckles. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. This is the true story of three strangers picked to live kind of in a house, <laughs> work together, and have their lives recorded to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. Tishy. From the Boona Murray Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. Last week, we chatted in depth about the films of Northern California. Today, we're getting a little bit shallower, but no less interesting. It's reality show week. Joining me from the appropriate Seven Strangers Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hi. (laughs) And also from Linwood, Washington, dun-dun-dun, but weirdly different studio name, and the Bravos (laughs) hit reality TV series Below Deck Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's Jeremy Holmes. Hi, Jeremy. Life is like a shit sandwich. The more bread you have, the more shit you have to eat. Yeah. I I honestly was going to say, stop being fake and start being real or whatever the line is but you took it i'm sorry <laughs> that's all right i went back to the old it's captain like, lee <laughs> i mean maybe captain lee will have to be our our picture just those those oh. shiny white caps on his teeth god yeah damn and it. when he's like takes off his shirt <laughs> <laughs> okay before we get into it as usual we'll do some small talk get real and medium talk give you some tc recommends and tell you how you can get involved with the show um okay i'm gonna take us into small talk um, I would put this in recommendations, but because uh, it is like something I've watched, but I just want to talk quickly about my experience. Um, Bridget and I on Saturday night went to go see Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And I just have to say, it is so good. It is so, I cried. Bridget cried. Okay, let's, let me set the scene. I was like, we're going to see this. She did not want to see it, which like I get because, you know, it's embarrassing to talk about that kind of stuff, even though she's like talked about it. It's like we're pretty. Has po- she read the book? No, she hasn't read the okay. book, but she has friends that have read it. She's aware of mm-hmm. it. I mean, she's like yeah. something that she's aware of. Um, but and she was like, okay, fine. She didn't want to go, but you know, we're going to the draft house, so um, she knew she could get a milkshake and like mozzarella yeah. sticks. <laughs> so she was like, all right, fine. So we go. It was just, I just, it was such a lovely movie, and it was. I read something. I'm cribbing from somebody else, but it was. Somebody said it was like, Frank, Frank's not the right word, but like honest about girls or, you know, wanting to, are curious about their bodies and like sex and, and all that kind of stuff without sexualizing them. Cause they truly are like 11, 12 years old. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not, they're not, and it is about like younger kids, like not little kids, but you know, younger tweens. And it, that's such a weird specific time in your life. Mm And I, you know, it was (laughs) 30 plus years ago for me, but it's such a indelible time. You just remember it so well. Remember how you felt like how confusing everything is. And you're on that precipice, like, <clears throat> being you know that you're leaving being a kid and like it's sort of scary but also exciting but 
awful. Anyway, it was lovely. And what I liked about it, I read the book so long ago that, and maybe it was my own particular point of view as like a 12 year old or whatever, but like, I don't remember the mom really being a big character in it. And they definitely made the mom a character. Obviously they got Rachel McAdams, so she's going to have more of a part. And that part sort of made me cry because it, it was like her, they kind of mirror each other in a way, like her kind of trying to figure out what her life is going to be like while Margaret's trying to figure out her life. Anyway, it was just really lovely. I recommend it. I'm glad they have it in the theater because it definitely could be a movie that was streaming because it's not, you know, action oriented or whatever, but it was just nice to be able to pay attention to it. And it was, and not have my phone distract me. Um, It was just lovely. So um, yeah, my, the subject of my small talk was growing up and liking it because I think I had a mm-hmm. book about puberty called growing up and liking oh, it. I'm sure. <laughs> my book just it, said, don't masturbate. <laughs> that was the Bible, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't think it even says don't masturbate in the Bible. It kind of does. Kind of does. Just mm-hmm. insinuated all through. Actually, and mm-hmm. Jeremy, the, the part that like, I really think that you would like it too. Cause the part that you forget about it, she is like talking to God. And by that, I mean. Not the evangelical expo- Christian God, though. No, 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 yeah. no. But she is like kind of like, so in the book, again, I didn't remember this part. That her dad is, I don't know if it's in the book, but in the movie, her dad is Jewish. And her mom was raised Christian, but they've raised her without a religion. They're like, you can just decide, you know, whenever you grow up, if you want to do this. And she's at that point in her life where she's like but I don't know, you know, like maybe I do want God to be in my life sort of. And so she sort of tries on different churches and temples and all that kind of stuff to see what fits. And it's kind of, it's just like, it's just really nice. It's like a really nice exploration of like how you relate to God or if you believe in God or how it fits into your family without being evangelical or anything. So I don't remember any of that. All no. I remember is the weird pads. P- the weird pads. That's it. That's it. I know. And this was just like, it's just sort of nice. And actually not to be sorry, spoiler sort of, but um, mm. in it, her like her, like I said, her dad is Jewish and her mom is, was raised Christian. And she, Margaret realizes she hadn't, ever met her maternal grandparents and she asked her mom like why have I never met them before we don't even talk to them mm-hmm. I know they're in Ohio and it's 1970s so it's a little bit um you know harder to travel but she said well I married your dad and they decided that they didn't want me to be their daughter anymore and I fully was like Bleh! you know like bawling mm-hmm. crying Jeremy might cry over that uh, too. yeah it's it, it it's very it's interesting it, that part was really good. Anyway, highly recommend it. It's not even in it's not even in TC recommends because I loved it so much. So, see it, see it, see it. W- was this a book first? Yes, ah, Judy Bloom. Got it. I don't know yeah, who that like is. Every girl read. Yes. Yeah, you probably weren't allowed to read Judy Bloom. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that like a lot of Judy Bloom books were such a big part of growing up, like Super Fudge and you know yeah. all those like there were there were she wrote a lot, but Jeremy she is like banned a lot as well. Like not when we were kids as much, but like lately she's been banned. Well, that's not impressive though. Everybody. No, been I know, but I'm like, just, yeah. say, but I'm just saying like you probably, your parents probably were like pre banning her from yeah, your life. I'm sure back then. I'm sure. Cause it was really popular, like tween books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's the small talk. Um, let's move to the mailbag. And the last week's question of the week was, what movie makes you think of Northern California? Um, and Louise said, Lohan's Parent Trap. Good one. I love that movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, Linda says, Mrs. Doubtfire. I haven't seen that in so long. Um, 
I remember it stressing me out because I don't like when people are lying and then have to mm-hmm. like cover up their lies. Um, so I didn't. I, and I, I feel like I was like a touch too old for it to be like a big movie for me. You know, like sometimes a movie will come out and it just hits you right, like the right time. I feel like I was a like later teen. So I was like, this movie's stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> um, Lane says Vertigo, Milk, Dirty Harry, and The Graduate, just to name a few. I used to work less than a block from the building where Scorpio shoots a woman in the pool in Dirty Harry. So I would see it every day. <laughs> I did. I once did a extremely, like, extremely pretentious um, project for my American film class, comparing Vertigo to um, oh, what's the Barbara Streisand movie? Um, uh, the mirror has two faces. It's so oh, embarrassing. I, I wish I still had it. I think we did like a video compilation. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Um, Taylor says, "A Walk in the Clouds." Is that the one with like? Mandy Moore? No, I feel like A Walk in the Clouds is like, hold on. I feel like it has Keanu in it. That's a walk to remember that you're thinking of. Yeah. (laughs) There's some walk. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Yeah, I feel like it's Keanu. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember it. Um, Jonathan says, isn't Sideways in Northern California? I don't like that movie, but still, I got nothing. Sorry, (laughs) Tishios. I'll see myself out. (laughs) I do like that movie. Yes, I do. And I did drink Merlot. And then I was like embarrassed. And I was like, I guess I'm not drinking Merlot anymore. (laughs) Brie with an all-timer. God, I should have thought of this. Mm -hmm. The Princess Diaries. Such a good movie. So good. I I was between that one if I was going to be on the show. That or... uh, So good. What's the, what is it called? Which um, one? The one I was going to choose. Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember now. Shit. What was it? It has Keanu too, was as himself. I love you. Um, call me maybe. Oh, 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 oh always be my baby. <laughs> we yeah, always is it be call me maybe a song? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And always be my baby is also. Yeah. A song. Oh, all right. Oh, in the right that category. That's a good one. Yeah, that you was are. a good one. Um, Eric says Blue Jasmine. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about him. And then Rosemary says Sideways. So thanks, guys. Um, I really am going to go watch uh, Princess Diaries. One time I asked Bridget, like, not that long ago, like six months ago, I was like, oh, you know what movie we should watch? The Princess Diaries. And she was like, Mommy, we've seen that like four times. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like I have like short term, just like I can't remember. And I'm like, I want to watch yeah. it again. Um, all right. Now we're into the meat of the episode. We were discussing before, uh, we started recording and yes, the, ep- the show topic is reality shows. Now we've talked about the great British Bake Off. I've talked about my love of reality. Christy's talked about her love of reality. Jeremy's talked about his love of below deck and other reality shows. And we just thought we needed to break it down. But the problem is that we're realizing is that the reality genre is so big and like I, I think I've I've touched like the like I've gotten to like where I started or what I've watched and I've realized like fuck I've watched so much reality show like I've watched so many reality shows over the course of my many many years that it's really hard to like break it down and think about it in a thoughtful way but anyway so we're gonna try <laughs> we're gonna really try and I think we've sort of set up some some categories just so we can iron it out obviously we'll get into conversations but this might be a part one of you know TBD Multiple. yes yeah. <laughs> um so yeah reality shows um you know so, I think yeah go ahead oh, sorry when I started doing like research for this 
um, research, <laughs> like, um, just looking into it. I feel like everybody kind of shits on reality because what they think of is Real Housewives and Kardashians. Yes. And if you yes. start to think about the different genres of it, everybody likes a reality show. Yeah. Of like, don't even try. Yeah. There is a reality show for like everybody out there. I yep. mean, that's just is the case. Um, okay. Christy, I'm going to make you do this list out. Okay. This is sort of the start. Let's, and there's many more, but these are the Mm -hmm. general different types of reality. Oh, that I came up with just off the top of my head. Yes. Contest where someone wins. There's a prize money at the end. So survivor, um, amazing race, those kind of things. Yes. Then lifestyle, I would call Kardashians. Um, real world falls under that. It's just normal people doing normal things normal um and like osborne's that was one of my favorites oh um, god yes god do you remember what a big deal that was oh my so god big, yeah um dating shows so you have you know your bachelor love is blind like those ones yes um home improvement slash home buying yeah. there's a whole network for it yes so we have that yep. um and then uh cooking Great yes, British Bake Off and Top Chef, those ones. See, and then but that's tough too because like then there's, you know, there's the subgenre. Like it's not a contest because it's talent oriented. Like mm-hmm. you have to have a talent, but you do win stuff, so it's sort right. of like a mixture. Right, that's true. Yeah, um, and then talent shows. You know, American Idol, The Voice. Yes, yes. any kind America's of America's Got Talent. <laughs> What's the yep. dancing one? <laughs> So you think you can oh, dance? Yeah, I saw the live show of that. <laughs> what? That was when um, Twitch R.I.P. Oh, was in the... What's yeah. the one where they like... Oh, The Masked Singer. That's the one I was thinking oh, of. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one freaks I, me out. Me I can't. Too. I loved when... Um, oh, my gosh. What's that guy's name? He was in The Hangover. He's hilarious. He was mm, a doctor. Hey, Can, yeah. yeah. Did you see when the mass singer was Rudy Giuliani and he just walked off the set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Power move. I love that. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah. That's awesome. He's like, I absolutely not. I will not. No. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot. Um, and I was trying to think like, you know, what was the first reality show? And I obviously did. I'm not going to lie. I did go mm-hmm. to Wikipedia cause I'm like, what was like truly the first one in existence now? Mm hmm. There are a lot. I mean, there are some that like existed before, but I would say I feel like the first like beginning of it was that show that was on PBS, and I actually watched a movie about that, the making of that show, like a fictional oh. version of it. Um, it's called What's like that called. Um, hold on, I'm gonna go to. I have. It's kind of what inspired Real World, right? Yes. Real People? Yes. No, it's called like American Family or something. Oh, okay. um, And it was on, it was it was like a family um, based, it, I think they lived in Virginia or something, and they had a bunch of kids. Okay, let's see. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Pause briefly. Um, the 12 part 1973 PBS series, an American family showed a nuclear family, um, filmed in 1971 going through a divorce. Unlike many later shows, it was more or less a documentary in purpose and style. So it was like a documentary. It wasn't like they said it it really was like the real world because it was more like early real real world where it is like, um, people just doing things like living together. I mean, obviously they know each other. So there's that, but like, Mm -hmm. um, 
it's there's not necessarily an activity. Like if you watch the New York season, New York through hmm, uh, London seasons of the real world, um, they're, they're not doing it. They don't get a job. I mean, they have maybe jobs, but like some of them are from the town. So they're like going out with their friends, like leaving mm-hmm. the house. Um, and it's just as like, um, what is it? it? It's like, there's a term for it where you're just like filming people doing stuff and it's not necessarily action oriented. It's just like them kind of living Boring. their lives. Anyway, almost like a, uh, almost like a documentary, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was really what that kind of was, except it was like, Oh, we've never followed, um, um, people do being like unmasked in their real life. I think especially mm-hmm. in like the early seventies, that was like, you know, revolutionary to see people mm-hmm. like not putting on a show or whatever. Um, okay, wait, hold on. I'm going to find, Oh, C- cinema verite is what it's called. It's like, okay. you know, when you're kind of filming people just doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that was like the first sort of American reality show. Now let's get into what was our, our first reality show. What do you remember watching? Um, Christy, you go first. The first one I really remember, I guess is real world yeah yeah new york a lot yeah i just loved it so much um and i felt like i'm going to live in new york and this is what it's going to be like in an impossible to afford (laughs) apartment i'm gonna have friends like this i yeah yeah i um i desperately wanted to be on the real world i loved it so much i mean that's also my answer i remember when real world miami was starting and actually miami i didn't really like that one that much because they did have to get a job and all the people were like a little bit meaner on it but (laughs) our cable was like not working or like my tv wasn't working and i was like mom it's not coming on i was like freaking out about it and i remember my dad being or my mom being like michael fix the tv hillary has to watch it. i mean god bless my parents because they didn't give a shit about the real world but i was like Mm -hmm. losing my mind because i loved it so much but yeah i i loved julie on new york so much i like i follow her on instagram she still is super cute um i loved it and i I so you were like I want to live in New York that's what I want to do the London Mm -hmm. one was like right when I had gone to London maybe it was like right before I went to London the first time and I was like this is where I want to live like I I want to live in London I want to marry Neil even though I'm sure he's like kind of a bastard and he got his tongue bit off which is weird but like yeah I remember just thinking every and all these people are like it's so boring and I just thought it was like this is so cool like these people are so cool and it's cool to watch them just I don't know hang out and like fight over the phone which is such a <laughs> different thing um but jeremy what is your first one i see it here and i love it it makes me so happy mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's road rules was the first one that i saw probably yeah. it spoke yeah. to my heart <laughs> yeah. for some it reason it's very you because it's like mm-hmm. getting down and dirty and like yeah. you know living in an rv or whatever oh. for yeah. i was just like <laughs> i could do this so much better than them <laughs> also um jeremy you didn't have cable until late in yeah life. that's what i was gonna say actually is i i thought that i started watching like really early on but i just went and looked and realized like we didn't even get cable at my house until i was 17 so that would have been like wow. 99 1999 2000 so uh, yeah. i had i didn't see it before that 
The first person that I really remember, although apparently I don't remember him either uh, because I thought he was on Road Rules, but do you remember a guy named The Miz? Of course. Yes. Yeah. He was yeah, he, he was on Real, Real World yeah. New York in, the second New in York. 2001 yeah. and that that yeah. was the I thought well, apparently I have the world's worst memory so <laughs> I love Chris Hare like yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the miss. What? Because I remember I remember like being super into Puck who is from oh, way early oh, Real World. Jeremy. But that's because you wanted to be a mess a bike yeah, messenger. Bike messenger. Boy, did I. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you were like Dirty. I mean, I love you, but I can see you being like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's fuck shit up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's eat the peanut butter with my fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I don't think you're you're only puck and like, like, let's have fun and fuck shit up. But you're not puck, punk and like, I'm a dickhead and like rude to, you know, men with AIDS or whatever. Like, no. you're not like a dickhead. You just are like, you just, you know, want to get a little grungy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with that one. <laughs> I was going to say that when um, I think that real world went down in in my, like for me, after Las Vegas, um, I lost interest. A million percent. Like, and then I only cared about the challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind yeah. one time I saw, and apologies if you're really not into uh, reality television because this is going to go deep one time i was at an airport and i like, was waiting i was at lax and one of the like and now i can't remember who it was one of the like sort of it wasn't johnny bananas because he was talking about johnny bananas but like mm-hmm. one of the guys derek maybe was his name he was on his cell phone i was like oh my god Derek from like real world road rules challenges at the airport at LAX with me. And I was, <laughs> I was too excited, <laughs> but I do remember like there was at some point they had, you would try out, you know, they would, they would like film the tryouts and sometimes air them for real world. But then they would decide like, Oh, you're a real world person or you're a road rules person. And I was yep. like, I would be so sad if they were like, you're doing r- road rules. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do fucking challenges. <laughs> like I just yeah. want to, oh, no. no, <laughs> like I just want to like live in a cool house and like, I don't know, drink or whatever. Yeah, I agree. So I, this is my, as we all know, I have like, I can write down the presidents in order. I can do states and capitals. Another thing I used to do, and I can't, I absolutely can't do this, and I couldn't go beyond like the second New York, but I used to be able to write down all the cast members of the real world. Holy and hell. even like the alternate, I know, it's psycho. I loved it so much. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Christy. Like, the Chicago season was really good. That was the one right before Las Vegas. And that was the 9-11 season where they like mm. actually rolled in a television. Yes. To like, and it was different because they usually filmed in the winter and then aired it in the summer because it was like summer viewing or whatever. But Chicago, they had to reverse it. They did it like they filmed in the summer because it's fucking Chicago and it's right. like freezing. Yeah. And then they aired it in uh, like the winter time. So they must've been like about to finish up and then nine 11 happened and they were like, Oh shit. But that one, I remember being like, they were exactly my age. Like they were all 22 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, felt very, very connected to them. But yeah, I loved, I loved London. Like I said, I loved, um, Seattle. Seattle was fantastic. So, I yeah. so good. I, Seattle was great. I used to like, drive down oh this must have been right around when we have tv it says it came out november 3rd 1998 i used to drive down to the place where it was just like hoping that i was gonna see him because it came out while they were recording the season like they got outed where they were 
And oh, that yeah, I oh yeah, yeah. it turned into a mess. Uh, but that was the season where the dude fell in love with somebody from production, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was so dramatic. And a girl got <laughs> slapped. Steven slapped Irene yep. and threw her bunny in the water, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It, that was well. I really loved Lindsay. Like that was. I was like, oh my god, she's so cool. She has curly hair like I do, mm-hmm. and she has kind of like a husky voice, and she's on the radio, and I thought she was very awesome. I had a very um, very big crush on her. <laughs> she was really cool yeah that one was so good yeah chicago was good las vegas i definitely did i mean i watched it all but i was like nah, i don't when they this is the thing there has to be sexual tension like that's key but mm-hmm. you can't like you almost can't consummate it because it ruins it and that's what happened in las vegas is they like all hooked up at some point and it <laughs> became kind of Boring. Um, I love New Orleans. Melissa Beck from New Orleans. Oh my um, gosh, with the yeast infections. Oh my god. She, well, <laughs> and she was she was amazing. The New Orleans one is just good. And the New Orleans, I think I actually recommended the New Orleans reunion where everybody's like fucking forty five years old was excellent because they like hmm. you know talk about stuff. And one of the girls is married to Scott Wolf from Party of Five still to this day. So really? yeah. Wow. Um, so it's really interesting. It's just as interesting to see people like reflecting back on their time there, especially like in a pre, you know, cell phone age. Um, just, and uh, you know, just how things have changed and how things have stayed the same and how some people, there's a girl named Julie who was, she went to BYU and she oh, got kicked Mormon. out. Of, yeah. She got kicked Ugh. out of BYU because she cohabitated with men, but she was also like, trash also like mm. she sucked the worst yeah um so but she was trying to be like i'm not like other girls yeah oh, totally like i'm wild i like to skateboard yeah. but i also love jesus like oh god yeah. um <laughs> uh, i know so sorry but yes but yeah then i did like i did like road rules like i didn't wa- i mean it wasn't like as appointment television it was definitely one of more like um I'll catch a marathon of it on a Saturday. God, mm-hmm. remember those days catching a marathon? You're like, I yes. get the beginning, and it was just like, I'm in heaven. This is it. I got something to do all day long. Um, but I remember watching the first Road Rules and thinking it was cool. Just it was like not for me personally, like as far as like something I would <laughs> want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, should we move on to our favorites? Like favorites of all time. Now, I know this is hard because there's a lot, but mm, mm-hmm. um, okay, Christy, you gotta go. It's it's just mean to have to pick. I feel I like know, we should get one for I each know. one, but I would say the one I was the most obsessed with is Big Brother. Yeah, I was so obsessed. I would pay for the live feed. Um, I would go home at lunch because I lived close to where I worked and just watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would carry the laptop around. Later on, when um, chat rooms became a thing, I was in the Big Brother chat room. I made friends. Amazing. Yeah. So I was all in on Big Brother. I haven't watched it in years now, which is sad. I think like 10 years, but it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. And I, it's like one of those shows that for whatever reason, I just never picked up on. I don't know why. Like I... I would like watch a little bit like because it came out a little bit after the first season of Survivor and I was kind of like, okay, like I'm into it. And then just I just it just never really quite um, caught on with me. But I am supportive of it. And I like to hear this is my sick like um, 
thing about me now is that since I don't have like cable cable and I just have whatever streaming services, I probably watch less reality than I used to. But I like to be up to date on all reality. Like I'm aware of what's going on and on like Big Brother on any housewives, Mm -hmm. even if I don't watch them. I'm like, I'm aware or like even The Bachelor, which I don't watch anymore. What do you do do to stay on top of that? I listen to podcasts. Mm. I uh, it I, but it has to be a podcast that I think is funny. Like yeah. the day that everything iconic podcast. Um, I just think he's really funny. He doesn't call, cover Big Brother or anything. But then there's another one called Come Through Queen that's mostly reality, um, uh, mostly Real Housewives. But um, they do sometimes they'll call cover RuPaul's Drag Race, which I just it's weirdly I've never watched. I mean I have watched it, but I just mm-hmm. was never like super into, into it. it. Um, but they cover that and then they'll cover Big Brother and kind of give me highlights of it. So I'm like, I'm aware of what's happening right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Jeremy, what's your favorite? I think we know. Yeah, I mean, I put Below Deck on here uh, because I just watched every episode of every franchise in the course of about <laughs> Do you have a particular franchise three months? that you like the most? Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe. You love Captain Sandy. Yeah, yeah. I do love me some Sandy. You can definitely tell that she's in recovery, and I really respect how she communicates to people, like genuinely. <laughs> she also seems like she would be really annoying to have as a boss, but um, you know, I, I appreciate her for sure. I I I tapped out a little bit of, of Below Deck, but wasn't there a big controversy about like her and some girl yes. that had like Hannah? Yes, yeah, was? yeah. Okay. Th- yes. There was somebody that got caught taking. Um, Xanax like without Mm -hmm. talking to the boat captain about it and apparently it's maritime law which is a maritime thing to say (laughs) which they said a million times during the reunion you have to register any prescriptions with the like some medical person or whatever kept in the cat in the captain's whatever yeah and so she got let go for that because it's like actually a violation of the law and the captain once they find out about it like their captain's license is actually like at stake yeah and so she had to do it but the person that got fired was like a narcissist and so mm-hmm. she turned it into like a i got fired because i had mental health issues and that's the only reason that it turned into a whole thing is because everybody was like oh i can't believe that like they would fire somebody just because they were having anxiety and yeah it was definitely like a whole thing for sure Okay. Well, and yeah. the internet loves Hannah. That's the one who yeah. took it. Yeah, yeah. I never quite got it because that was like when I was, um, when I kind of was trying to catch up when that was all going on. I was like, she seems kind of annoying. Like, I mean, it sucks, but she seems kind of annoying. Yeah, she's very and annoying. The internet also hates Sandy because you know she's a woman, so that happens. Yes. Um, yeah. So that so then Hannah was able to pull people into her and that's why it got so much so much action you know what though i think i think my favorite franchise is mediterranean below deck mediterranean and season three of classic below deck because that was like absolute shit show like crew members diving off the boat and swimming to shore like (laughs) insane yeah it was Yeah. yeah 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 but i will say that like i mean it's below deck right now but here's like regular old like below deck. one of the mm-hmm. things that happens like this is both a gift and a curse of my ADD is that 
I will get into something and and then I do like a very deep dive. Like like I said, I yes. watched every episode. I was watching <laughs> I mean, just like, there's a supplementary lot. YouTube videos, uh, podcasts, <laughs> deep dives and into Reddit. And then you kind of rewatched again while I was watching. Yeah. And then like literally one day, it's just no longer interesting to me. And I just move on to the next thing. So <laughs> you're like, I'm done. Yeah. I've tapped out. Yeah. So like right now, well, I'm super like into blow deck. It's like you overdosed deck. a little bit on it. Uh, you know? No. No. It's just it's just <laughs> the way my brain works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I like it. Um, yeah. No. I watched Below Deck um, when it first came out because that was, I think, for it first started maybe in 2013. It's what I remember seeing and that was like one I had cable two I had a one-year-old or whatever and three I was like in my deep Bravo like I watch everything on Bravo it does not matter I mean I was in that for a very long time like 10 years like I will watch whatever is on here like shovel this shit at me and I loved Below Deck I was like very taken with it and I whoever the first it wasn't Kate um Chastain who was um on it for a little bit. And she's probably, I don't know, besides the captains, she's probably the most famous person to come out of there, I guess, famous, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a um, Steve, uh, Steve, Chief Stew, the first one. Um, and she was such a bitch. Oh my she God. Was so rude. Um, I think she was just yeah. really not ready for like, the situation. Yeah. I don't know if she was actually like that or she just was like sort of stunned by the whole thing, but she was terrible. So terrible. She comes back in season two as a guest. Yes, I remember. I remember it was like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Yeah, she sucks. Here's the interesting, what I loved about the first season of Below Deck is that it was like early enough that it was kind of before reality shows were like a thing. And so like people weren't going on there to become influencers or to try and like establish a brand or whatever. And so there was just something about it that felt kind of like messy and like you know people were like almost inconvenienced by the cameras being around and i just love that but also i found out fun fact about season 1 there there was a uh, like a deckhand or like the lead guy or something and i think his name was alex and he had like short spiky yeah. hair oh, yeah, yeah. he was super aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. he was actually supposed to be the captain and they found out no. like they actually filmed part of the show and then realized like before they went out to sea or whatever that he didn't have a license that was big enough for that (gasps) boat and so captain lee was the was the actual captain of that yacht but then the yacht owners lease it out for the show and bravo puts their own crew on there and so captain lee was just going to get put up in a hotel somewhere while the boat was out on charters filming for the show and they reached they reached out to him and were like, hey, we need you to like actually be the captain. And so like if you oh watch the first season, like he wasn't even in the intro to the season because they didn't even know he was going to be like a and character. Then he became a star. And then he became the face of the franchise until I know, six months odd. ago. Now he's fired. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> God, he's so, I mean, in the very beginning, he was good because he worked as like, you know, there's these crazy kids doing, you know, getting up to no good when they're, mm-hmm. you know, off or whatever. And then he kind of can not, he, in the beginning, he was good because it wasn't like he yelled at them or anything. You know, he just like guided them and like maybe chided them or whatever. And then he would give them their 
money. I just, I'm so like perplexed on how it all works. Like if you go on one of these charter charters, you're carrying like $10,000 with you. It seems so bizarre they, to me. Like, do you have a briefcase full of money? They put it in the ship mm-hmm. safe. I found that out. Oh yeah. Well, that they give, sense. they all take a little cash to go out and get shit house that night. And then they, I also, I thought that also I read, um, that it's all kind of, um, fake, not fake money, but it's props. And then they, actually wire transfer oh you mean the giant stack of like (laughs) 20 grand in ones that they hand over in like a paper bag at the end of the show i just don't imagine captain lee like counting all that money up to twenty thousand. i I mean i don't know he it seems like something he would be into because it doesn't involve work and then he gets to go yell at people afterwards so (laughs) yeah i still i told you i still follow ben the chef on and on Instagram, and I'm like, wait, what, who is this? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot, it's Ben. <laughs> ben, oh, I always ben. thought he and Kate were gonna get together, but I know. Well, just, she hasn't said who the dad is. I know. Has she given birth yet? What's going? She feels like I feel like she's been pregnant for a really Forever. long time. Yeah. Um. All right. Now I was just thinking about like the next topic is what current shows that we're watching are like our current favorites what's what's like getting your interest up um christy you go um actually um below deck yeah i love watching people that are good at their job yes 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 and i think my favorite season is down under because that captain is nice to look at (laughs) (laughs) and he actually helps like uh, that's the other thing is sometimes you know Captain Lee's like, God damn it, he doesn't do the anything, doesn't do shit. Yeah. Like has like he calls the stew and says, "Bring me up orange juice." <laughs> like, are you kidding? Or cereal me? in the mornings? <laughs> yes, they like deliver him stuff. He's not a guest; he's a worker on the ship. Like Captain Sandy does some. Um, what is he, the blue deck guy's name? Brian. He acts like he's in the military. As if somehow, like, yes. his yeah. rank like of captain, captain matters. Yes. <laughs> was he? Oh, uh, Captain Jason. Um, so Captain Jason, Jason is like, <laughs> takes his shirt off and he's scrubbing the deck and he's like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't ask anyone to do something I wouldn't do. Oh, and, and he's so. one of those guys that has done, like, every job. So he can just relate to mm-hmm. anybody. He, like, he's yep. a single dad. He built an entire, like... A village a on some like yeah. tea or something. Oh, I just kicked the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> I got very excited. <laughs> he's just like, he's like a perfect human. And I keep on waiting for him to like disappoint in some way. But he's like yeah. so genuine, so kind. I guess at BravoCon, he was like crying because, because people were like so being people. so nice. Oh, I would too. Oh my God. If somebody, I mean, actually I'd be like really overwhelmed and freaked out, but then also mm. probably crying. Just crying. Uh, although one thing about that is I don't have any desire to ever go to Australia. Yeah, um, I don't, I, <laughs> I want to go to New Zealand, but I don't yes, want to go to yes. Australia. I feel That's like going hilarious. to Australia is like, or like, I mean, at least Sydney, I feel like it's like going to Los Angeles or something. I'm like, okay, it's I'm like not an adventure person. No. Everything there wants to murder you. I'm, I was no thank just you. telling Christy like a week ago that like the only the, the only place that I like internationally that I'm would be interested in traveling to right now is Australia. <laughs> so. Because well, but tell her why. Oh, cuz there's a road that goes across it. 
and apparently it's just like a it's a it's a wild trip. Like I, I think oh there's god, like a seven hundred mile stretch where there's no gas. Jeremy stations. thing. I've oh my yes. god. <laughs> you have to carry gas with you. <laughs> Hell no, that is Jeremy. A no I've been in me. a car with you when I was like, we're gonna run out of gas, <laughs> and you were like, don't. We did not, but we came very close yeah. to running out of gas. Hey, I can't believe we made I it. Like to fly Remember a when we close stopped. Remember we stopped and we were like, oh, yeah, we found one. And it was like, it was closed. It was closed. <laughs> and I'm like, what gas station? It's closed. Like the pumps yeah. aren't even open. <laughs> and often he'll just go, don't look at the dashboard. Like, don't look, don't look. Because I start to get really, really stressed out. One thing uh, that's a little wild is there's some desolate places in the middle of the United States where th- they have gas yeah. pumps that don't take cards or anything. So oh, if the gas station is closed, like, you can't get gas. And a lot of the times, you know, it's three in the morning. That's the only gas station for, you know, 250 miles. You just got to camp out and wait. I mean, what is the most like the toughest stretch of road? Not terrain, but just like desolateness. Have you traveled? Mm, I think probably out in like Utah, like Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, like, uh, and Nevada, actually, probably Nevada, like central Nevada, like everybody in Nevada lives in Reno and uh, uh, Las Vegas, like Laughlin or Las and Vegas, every, like there's like mm-hmm. everything else is just desert and like tiny little towns with 100 people that live in them. And yeah, it's it's yeah. beautiful, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a little freaky. I went to a, yeah. a place out there. I'll stop talking right after this. I promise. Called Lunar Crater. <laughs> no. It's called Lunar Crater because they trained astronauts there during the Apollo days. But uh, we climbed to the top of a giant hill, me and Elliot, and like we were up there as the sun was setting. And I mean, literally horizon to horizon, couldn't even see another car, could almost not see the road. Like we had pulled off of the road, driven like 25 miles or something down a dirt road to get there. And it was, yeah, it was wild, unreal. Yeah, that's, I'm like, I'm going to need a hotel nearby. I'm going to need a Hampton Inn level hotel nearby. (laughs) Right? That's why I don't go with them. (laughs) You're like, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, yes. So, Chris, you below deck. Uh, Jeremy, what are your uh, current faves? Yeah, so um, I think this is one of those things where I talked about my hyper focus. And I feel like it's actually shifting from below deck right now to a new one that I just started called Alive. What channel is it on, or where is it streaming? Oh, I watch it on Netflix. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, so, like, they just drop people off in the middle of the woods. I actually just started the most recent season. I haven't watched it at all. I'm, like, four episodes in, but I'm, like, I can feel I can feel it building, and I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> to, to watch it. And I guess people stay out there for, like, half a year or something. Like, it's just a... You just they just drop you off in the middle of nowhere and you just sit out there with a bunch of GoPros and like hang out until <laughs> until until you bail and push a button and they Call fly mercy. in with a helicopter God. and pick you up or something. But how much do you like win? Like what do you oh, win? I can't remember. A bunch of money. A bunch of money. Yeah. It actually made me so, so mad when I first started it because almost every single person was like yeah, I just I really want to do this because I really need the money because I want to spend time with my family. Like I have three kids at home. I want to be able to see my kids. I was like, 
Well, that's really depressing. Like, there's a couple people yes. that are like, I'm a survivalist. I, I teach, you know, primitive fire making courses for my full time <laughs> job. And it's very obvious <laughs> that they just love it. And then, you know, the other three quarters of the people are just like, I'm trying to pay my bills. And so I'm going to let somebody oh, drop God. me off in the middle of oh, Alaska. So depressing. With grizzly bears so wandering depressing. around and God. try and stay alive. God. And teepee I made out of logs. <laughs> Um, what trashy oh, yeah, shows sorry. are you that, watching? That was the other, and this one caught me off guard oh. because I used to be. I would say that I was probably a little judgy, you know, like like the Kardashians. Everybody judged the Kardashians, and then it was like yeah. we can't. I don't want to say can't. Like people started pointing out. Oh hey, they're they're like building a business. They're like establishing a brand. It's actually amazing what they've done. And I was like, yeah, okay, I I can get that. But I've I've come full circle on it now. And like like when they started renting their own fire department to protect their house or whatever, like I was out. But that's a different subject. Uh, so yeah, recently, and I can't remember what. Oh, that's right, Fuckboy Island. This most recent job oh. that I started. The, my team was obsessed with Fuckboy Island. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I need to go watch it uh, so I can talk about it. And I just, I got sucked in. And then I watched, uh, what's that, where you don't talk, Love is Blind? Blind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love is Blind. Yes. I watched, um, uh, I just started, or I, I just finished one called Too Hot to Handle, Love which I- is like borderline pornographic. Oh. Um, yeah, Love Island. <laughs> Love Island is like surprisingly pure, uh, you know, yeah. um, like mm-hmm. in good faith and awkwardly earnest. Do you watch the American version or do you watch the American. the English, the British version? I watch the American version. It's. Ha- have you watched it, Hillary? No. I mean, I, again, I'm like aware of yeah. the finer points of it, but no, I haven't watched it. What's so weird is that. They all live in one room. Yeah. Yeah. And you get there and on day one, you couple up with somebody. So like all all the women come out and then they like parade the men by one by one. And the women like step out if they're interested in them. And then they they pick somebody and they couple up. And that night they're sleeping in bed together in a room with all the other couples. Everybody else. Weird. Yeah. Oh, I did not so know that bizarre. that was a facet of it. you don't want to sleep with your person, you have to sleep outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You're like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Okay. I guess. I don't want to sleep outside. Hillary, I think you would like it. Okay. I need it. It's, it's, it seemed daunting to me. This is kind of how I feel about like Big Brother 2 where it's just like the backlog mm-hmm. seems so daunting to me. Oh, that just I was, watch the newest season. Okay. okay. That's yeah. all I did and okay. then we can talk about it. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I realized I did not um, talk about my favorite reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do that with my current, I guess, favorite. My favorite of all time. Now, I'm like going through it. Like I... I watched so much. Like I was thinking about America's Next Top Model. I did love that for a time. I love The Amazing Race for a time. Like loved it. I remember being like at work and being like, "Ooh, The Amazing Race is on tonight." I'm so excited. Like, yeah. C- like CBS. Like let's tune in exactly at the time. Like I was. I loved it so much. I wouldn't even let the Tebow like tape a little bit so I could like fast forward mm-hmm. through yeah. the commercials. <laughs> I was like, "No, I have to watch it like live. I want to watch it live." Um, but my and. <sighs> So many more. I mean, so many that I just would watch. But my true love is the first probably three seasons of Real Housewives of New York. I loved it so much. I And she's trash now, but I loved 
Bethany Frankel. Like I thought yes. she was so awesome, so funny. And I like the Real Housewives people, um, some of them can be funny, but it's like how you think like an athlete can be funny where you're like, I'm grading on a curve. Like this person yeah. is not actually <laughs> funny, but they're like athlete funny. Mm-hmm. I And that's how Real Housewives are. Like sometimes they'll be funny, but you're like, mm, they're not really. And Bethany really was funny and she had she was like the greek chorus and she was smart and just could react at the right time and it was like a dramatic they were dramatic seasons but they were funny and real and she's a full like psychopath now like she's like insane is, now is that I, the person that made like the skinny yes she's yep. on skinny um, girl margarita she came on shark tank as like a guest yes, she's on shark tank oh my she so apparently she has yeah, long coat she and she's like, oh, uh, I know, out about I know. It or something. Sorry, I just yes, googled. It's to a make whole. Sure it oh, it's a whole thing. Wow. I was reading her Instagram thing where she's like, I'm going to whatever, she, and she does like makeup reviews. She's super wealthy now. I mean, to be like, it was interesting when she first started on um, Real Housewives. She was not <laughs> a housewife, uh, but she wasn't married. But she was like trying to start this like chefy kind of business, and mm-hmm. she had actually been on she had been on The Apprentice, but not with Donald Trump. There was one with like Martha Stewart. And I think she came in in second place in it. And she was definitely like, she has some pizzazz and she's kind of off the cuff funny. Um, But when she was on this, she, yeah, she wasn't married. She didn't have any kids. And then she met this guy, Jason, in the third season. And that's when Mm -hmm. she went off. Like she got pregnant. They got married. They had their own like two season reality show. And I remember, remember, I mean, now they're divorced. uh, They're finally divorced. That was like a whole other thing. But I remember when she, on her reality show with Jason, she, she had skinny girl and I will give it to her. She was like, I was trying, I was like, we need to develop like a light, you know, low calorie alcoholic drink. Like women want to drink this, whatever, whatever you say about that. That's actually like a very smart idea, even though it's like toxic Mm -hmm. and nobody really wanted to develop it. All the um, alcohol, like Jim Beam and all those people are like, no, like that's gay shit. I mean, whatever. They were just like, Mm -hmm. there's no market for it. Then she comes out with it. It goes really well. Like she sells really well. And then she does end up selling it. I think to Jim Beam or one of them. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever disclosed how much she sold it for, but it was a lot of money. And I remember when she found out and she cried like I cried because I'm such a loser and I have, what is it called when you um, relate to people um, that are Empath? like, well, yes, Empathy? but like, no, but like when you have um, people are screaming, when you have like relationships with um, people who do oh, social, uh, para- parasocial relationships. Parasocial, yeah. I had a fully parasocial mm-hmm. relationship with Jill Zarin and not Jill Zarin with uh, Bethany Frankel and mm-hmm. her relationship with Jill Zarin. Anyway, I loved Real Housewives of New York and, it's been off for a while because it really went off the rails. And there's one person that's on there, Ramona, who's uh, truly is a trash person. She's insane. I mean, she's awful. She's just awful. But, um, so it's gone off and my real housewives, like I was saying with, um, like blow deck and big brother, I, I don't watch it as much mostly because I don't have cable where I can just kind of like, cruise to some place like that was always my thing it was like oh I'm just gonna like pop on Bravo and or HETV or you know one of those just to see what's on and I I don't have that so it, I have to be more intentional about it and it's not like I've risen above it or anything it's just not I don't know it's like harder to find when you don't anyway but I, I will still watch it and like I've been on planes like long plane flights before I think coming to Seattle and I'm like 
you know, there's Bravo on the TV and I'm like, I'm going to watch eight episodes of Real Housewives of mm-hmm. Potomac or whatever. But yeah, I watched Real Housewives from the very, very, very beginning. It was just like one of the things that Real Housewives of Orange County. I was like, all right, I'm in. And even Dave like knows some of the characters on him. Like it's not like he mm-hmm. actively watched it, but he's like, I'm aware of who Vicky Gumbelson is. Like all of these yeah. <laughs> like loser characters. But yes, but Real Housewives of New York, that was the one because it seemed very glamorous and I don't know. It was fun. And Jeremy, kind of like you said, I mean, obviously reality television had been going on, but in the early seasons of these, people aren't really trying to be influencers. I mean, Bethany was trying to start a brand and I'm sure she was using it, but it wasn't so pointed. It it wasn't part Um, of people's like brand strategy. No, exactly. Like I'm going to do the reality show or whatever. Oh, by the way. Yeah, exactly. The Securities and Exchange Commission says that uh, Skinny Girl sold for $8.1 million. I mean, good good for her. Good for, good for B. Yeah. Good for Beth. Also, because I watched back then too, it was less contrived. Yes. Like they, like every season we have to go on at least one girl's trip. Yeah. Oh, let's go to this bar and we're going to talk about this person. Like it seems so scripted now. And it wasn't like that. The other thing about Bethany is she was like younger than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, Bethany, she's single. She'll probably always be single (laughs) and she doesn't have very much money. So like, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then she kind of became the, like probably the most famous uh, Real Housewife, yeah, I guess Absolutely. one of the more famous yeah. Real Housewives really, that wasn't pre-famous. You know, there were some other ones like I really liked New Jersey. Yes, well, New Jersey was like it was really that, and um, Jersey Shore were just like this is what Italians are like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I I liked each and every one of them for slightly different reasons. I remember not wanting to like Beverly Hills, but then of course like in because. When I lived in Los Angeles, I hated Beverly Hills so much. Like, I, I was like, I don't understand why this is the nope. nice place to live. It's not near the water. It's all the people suck here. And it's like a bunch of chains. And I hate it. But um, but I ended up liking it anyway. And I, I, again, like all of them, I have like dipped out a little bit. But I did watch Vanderpump Rules. I was there. So Vanderpump Rules was like an in-show spinoff of Beverly Hills. Like you didn't know it was happening. It was, mm. again, this was like, this was so back in the, back in the early days in 2013, you're watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Brandy Glanville is there. She is a real housewife. She is at a party. One of the cater waiters at the party is this girl, Sheena. Sheena had had an affair with Brandy Glanville's husband, Eddie Cibrian, and Brandy goes and like confronts Sheena, and then they kind of have it out, but then it's done, and then it goes, it departs from Brandy's story and then goes to Sheena's story, and Sheena works at one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, and then we're into Vanderpump Rules. And it was like, it was like they like shoved it in your face, and I was like, yes, please, I'm in. I will watch every <laughs> moment of this, and it is trash. And it's now, obviously, it's like been in the news. Shit, they mentioned it at the like White House Correspondents Dinner. Like, it is. Jesus. Like, yeah. It is. I know. It's it's crazy, though, because when they're talking about these people who were ostensibly the young people, like, they're not housewives. They don't have kids. They're not married, for the most part. And now they're all fucking, like, in their late 40, 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it just shows like we're not young anymore. We're not young. We're not the young ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as my current, I I was trying to think of the ones I watched. I mean, again, like I said, I watched so, like 
I used to love Project Runway, and then I sort of when it shifted over to Lifetime, I kind of fell off of it. Um, and I used to love Top Chef, like I really loved Top oh, Chef. I was very too. into it. Um, and then again, I just like kind of have fallen off of it a little bit. And the one that's sort of the constant is Love Is Blind. Now, I, I, every season, I'm like, I'm not gonna, whatever, I'm not gonna really. And then it's like, <laughs> catch me four hours later, and I'm like, you know, Chris and I are texting about, did you, <laughs> did you see about that? Are you caught up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it's so stupid and it's It's so stupid. And the thing I was thinking about with Love is Blind, that's so crazy. The whole like concept is that you don't see each other or whatever. But like, actually, the concept is like, okay, so you don't see each other. um, And then you ostensibly are engaged. But the real truth of it is living together and seeing how you mesh well together. And like, Mm -hmm. of course, love isn't blind. You have to be attracted to the person. Now, you can be... You can grow attracted to people. I believe that. But like, I, you know, if somebody really annoys you by like their mouth noises or whatever, like it's just not gonna, mm-hmm. it's not gonna I, work. It's just I just crazy. wish they would stop calling it an experiment on the show, like a science experiment. <laughs> oh, this is, yes. no, stop it. Stop he gets it. so mad every time it's, he's like, it's not an experiment. It's also like, <laughs> like, I, so um, I think Love Island was the first one where I thought about this, but like some of these shows entertaining to watch literally psychological torture that they're doing for totally. these people. sleep mm-hmm. deprivation isolation like so much alcohol on, um, i mean i know they're mm-hmm. not pouring it down their throats but like it's heavily like you need on to love island yeah. they like they have phones and they're like talking every once in a while i'm like what's up with that i found mm-hmm. the phones don't connect to the outside world they also oh, don't God. have the day or time on them that's accurate they they set the day and time different on all the phones because they don't really want to know Ooh. people to know like how long Ew, they've been so there freaky. like that kind of it's stuff like they sleep in a room together the somebody else turns the oh. lights off at bedtime yeah. and turns them on in the on morning to wake <gasps> them all up <gasps> It is like, and, and with with Love is Blind, like the people come out of it after, I think it's two weeks. They're like, they spend two weeks in some kind of compound just intensively dating all day, every day. New people, same people over and over and over again. They, they People come out of this and all they talk about is this deep emotional connection that they formed. Like we, we fast forwarded 10 years in our relationship or whatever. It's like, no, you're... <laughs> We broke your brain into thinking <laughs> that, that that you're mm-hmm. in love, <laughs> and now yeah. and now you're gonna go out there and like, you know, you don't I, you don't even know uh, like what side of the bed this person sleeps on or if they're messy exactly. or, not, or whatever. That's always a. I mean, that is truly the th- like. And when you're in this sort of love cocoon of all of these shows, where it's like all you're doing is falling in love, and that like you're not working, you're not dealing with your family or your friends or whatever the auxiliary things in your life and you're just focused on of course yeah. you're going to kind of fall in love with somebody because all you're talking about is like your feelings you're not thinking about your responsibilities in the outside world and then when those have to mesh together it's like it seems impossible yeah yeah it- unless you were so horned up for the person that it can like <laughs> <laughs> overcome everything else because otherwise it's like uh, i don't have it- time for this like i only borderline like it's you now so like You've watched it, but but for the listeners' sake, they after this in period of intense dating, the people that have fiancés, they ship them all off to Mexico, 
and they stay in a compound together uh, and they all hang out in Mexico for two, three weeks or whatever. And, and then they go back to like their real life. Kind of, they buy a big, like they, they get them an apartment and they move into an apartment together. And like, that's when, an apartment that was built in like 2018, like all yes. of them. Are yeah. like- <laughs> and, and that that is always when the shit hits the fan. It's like when the wheels come off, like as soon as yeah. real life even starts to hit, it's like yeah, know, people's families are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I always try to imagine if I or like Bridget went on one of those and she brought some dude home and I was like. As an avowed reality TV show watcher, including Love is Island, I'd be like, what the fuck? are you doing like no absolutely mm-hmm. not oh that would be a sort of a nightmare and they bring home somebody that you're like really oh, so love island is almost like big brother in that when it airs it's on every single yeah. night and um so you're watching it live along with everybody else and there's a point towards the end of the show where people's parents like pop up on a giant video screen and they do like oh, a God. zoom call and so yeah. like it's always like, but it's in front of everybody. And so then you talk to your parents and then you bring your partner over and then they talk to your parents and then your partner's parents come mm-hmm. up on a split screen and everybody's parents are meeting at that point and talking to oh each other. Oh my God. And it's like, it, it's funny because they, they are watching the show too. So like there oh, could be so a dude that's cringy. being sketch or whatever. And like what, one of the mm-hmm. times the dad got on was like, what the fuck are you doing? don't be an asshole (laughs) well okay so that is one of my questions is um if you like just the span of time if there was a reality show that you would want to be on what would you want to be on sorry i added this late this is a Mm. jeremy would you want to be on the alive show yeah i mean as i'm watching it i'm like it's interesting to me but I also like recently have really just wanted to be alone all the time. So there's probably something that's <laughs> yeah, appealing about that to me, which is funny because I spent 35 years of my life being the exact opposite. But um, like wanting to be with somebody, yeah. yeah but you're you're returning into an introvert as you grow older. There is something about the challenge that's really interesting, and I think the other kind of genre. What do I say? Genre. Genre. Jean, Jean. Jean. Mm-hmm. the other Jean that's interesting to me um, is like anything that involves like travel, trying to get places like, oh, what's that one where people run around all over the world? The Amazing, the Amazing Race. Race. Amazing yeah, Race. I was, yeah, I was yeah. obsessed with that and like wanted yeah. to get on it with my friend because we had two very different personalities. I think it would have made good TV. But those those kind of shows, like that would be really interesting to me because I love the thought of like running through an airport with your bag. Like totally. Trying to get to the next yeah. thing or whatever. That that sounds I fun. always said with um, – with- because I wanted to be on The Amazing Race too. I, I, I never wanted to be on like a competition show as far as um, like having an actual talent because I feel like I would totally fuck it up. Like even if I was really good at cooking or really good at sewing for whatever or designing, I would just know I would fuck yeah. it up. But like I, I feel like I would be okay on The Amazing Race. But I was like I either have to like I would have to go with somebody 
I don't know. Like, do you want to, I would have to almost go with a friend who I'm not that good of friends with because otherwise I would be people, the audience, the people of America would think I was such a fucking bitch. Like if I went <laughs> with Dave, I would be so rude to him. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, cause the biggest <laughs> fights we've ever gone in are like about directions cause uh. he has a terrible sense of direction and it really irritates me. And I feel like I would like rip him a new one yeah. constantly and people of America would be like, she's like our new villain. Yeah. You'd be the villain. <laughs> I think <laughs> I would. I would also do that so, if I was on that show with Dave, to be fair. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but as for I, but the real world is the one that I really wanted to go on. But I remember being like, I, I can't. This is when I smoked cigarettes. And I was like, I can't go on it because my grandmother will see me smoking cigarettes. And like, I can't let her see me smoking cigarettes. <laughs> um, Christy, what about you? Is there anyone? Oh, gosh. Um, American Idol. you know me maybe as a judge Um, (laughs) a little pitchy honestly um big brother i think would be fun um below deck would be fun yeah for like one time yes like i I because sometimes i'm watching the chief stews and i'm like yeah good decision that that's what i would do too actually Chrissy, Um, i feel like you would be a good chief stew you're very organized i think the er the interpersonal managing the people that that would be a challenge i think jeremy what was the name of the the guy the chief stew that wouldn't delegate uh and he like was doing terrible i don't know the most recent one he was he was gay and Sandy came on and was like, dude, you have to, you can't do everything. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, oh shoot. He was on the regular one and when, and it was when, um, so, uh, spoiler alert, Lee leaves, um, <gasps> because he's like falling apart. It was actually Sandy like, he comes in and it, saves the day and it, it was hard to watch, honestly, because it was, it was, it was it, really it feels sad. borderline irresponsible that they had him even try and be a captain because he's like, I can't yes. walk. Like, oh, yeah. God. It was God. Yeah, it was yeah. not good. And so his and his crew was a mess, a hot mess. And then Sandy came in and just like straightened him up and they were like hugging her and no one was talking behind each other's back anymore. And they had just learned so much. And that was I don't remember his name. But um, anyways, I really liked him, and I feel like that's Frasier. what would be me. Frasier. I'd be like, Fra- yeah, Frazier, Frazier, I like, liked him. You're just like, I'm going to whip it into shape. Like, we got to well, No, I would be more like not asking. I'd be like, I'm going to turn the beds down because you can't do it very well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm going to serve dinner and be up for breakfast. I would just like do that until I crashed, and then yeah. Yeah. it would be dangerous. So. I know, God. And then I always think, like, you have to keep it. The one time I went on a cruise and I try, I like befriended because I was the youngest person on the cruise to Alaska. I befriended all the staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like yeah. on a princess cruise, so it was not like yeah. a below deck situation. And I was like, I want to hang out with you guys, and they were like, We, you can't. Like, it is we like we will get fired. You absolutely cannot like hang out in our like dorm rooms or whatever. <laughs> like, you don't want to go back there. But I, so you have to keep it sort of tight during you know when there are guests on the charter but i feel like god when they li- that's why they go so crazy because it's like they have to be you know professional or whatever like be working mm-hmm. c- constantly yeah like and, 24 hours a day and staying in these shitty bo- like um bunk beds and yeah, yeah no i then you go wild when mm-hmm. it's like a day off 
but Big Brother is just sitting around and like uh, talking, <laughs> and I think I'd be good at that. Well, yeah, because you like low key, you'd be like really low key in the beginning, and everybody mm-hmm. would come talk yeah. to you, and you're like, mm-hmm. my hair is getting bigger with all the information that I have. Yeah. Christy would be <laughs> like a sleeper up. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, that's basically my job now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay. Um, finally, because again, we could keep going on. I mean, I'm thinking of all these like. All the HGTV shows that I have, like, spent a lot of time falling asleep to, you know, Real um, House Hunters International. I've fallen asleep to that so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whatever, Teen Moms, the 16 and Pregnant, oh. all of these. God, all I the mean, MTV shows. All the MTV shows. I mean, Jersey Shore, we barely even touched on that. Mm-hmm. But this, we planned this out a little while ago as far as when we were going to record it. But it actually, like kind of lines up well because the writer's strike just started I think mm-hmm. uh yesterday this week yeah. yeah like maybe Monday and we're recording on Wednesday um and I, I love reality shows we all love reality shows like I think that there is a benefit to them the thing is there is writing in reality shows I mean it's not yep. like they don't for the most part do not just like come out like there has to be sort of organization and that comes from writers but mm-hmm. you know the obviously reality shows existed well before the previous writer's strike in 2008 but what really happened with that one because it went on for a fair amount of time one some shows like the second season of um friday night lights was a terrible it's a great show that's a terrible season and that was yeah. sort of a writer's strike season and also I read this um, earlier this week that The Apprentice was going on before the writer's strike. The Trump Apprentice was going on before it, but mm-hmm. it was going to be canceled. And then the writer's strike happened. And guess what happened? It came up, went back on and he just like became got famous, got yeah. so famous. I mean, he was obvi- already obviously famous, but like super famous. And mm-hmm. it just like he had a place to spout his bullshit. And he was a quote unquote great businessman. Oh, one time, Dave and I, this is before, because trust me, Dave does not like Donald Trump now. But when we first started dating, he was like, you know, because it was just like, he's this rich guy. And then the the apprentice was so popular. He was like, I like it. And I'm like, all he does is sell his name. Like, he licenses mm-hmm. his name. He doesn't ha- what business does he have? Like, he doesn't have a business. He Zero has his business. name. Um, but anyway, the writer's strike, uh, you know, hopefully there does come some good reality shows. But also, it is bullshit that these million billionaires mm-hmm. are getting paid so much money and they're not willing to pay out a no, fair wage. So gross. It is- and the last one, um, they pretended that they didn't understand what digital was. Yeah. And they weren't going to pay people. And I remember the interview I remember the most was um, Mindy Kaling was out there with BJ Novak. And she's like, I won an Emmy for these webisodes I made of the office and they won't give me money for it. Like, God. She wasn't getting any part of it. And they just said, that's not writing. We don't know the internet. And like, yeah. what, so, is, what is this? We don't understand yeah. how it works. My favorite part of the writer's strike, I mean, that's terrible to say, but is the signs. Because they're comedy yes. writers writing yes. the best signs ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's no, some at- great ones. It is. Like, strolling through Instagram is really fun. Because I, I didn't realize... I follow a fair amount of writers <laughs> yeah. and they have some really good science and like yeah some of the stuff like obviously we're going to talk about it in a future show but like the AI-ness of it that they 
can use previously written things Mm -hmm. to develop an algorithm for it's like write a Nancy Meyer style rom-com or whatever a Nora Ephra style rom-com and I was I mean there's so many nuances and I've tried to absorb it a little bit more but it's like they want to pay day rates as opposed to weekly rates and you know they don't they're not going to have contracts it's just as I mean thank god I'm jealous in a way that they have um, a union because I sure as hell don't have a union but it's 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 wrong and you know there has to be some compromise it'll be interesting to see how it is I mean just because everything has turned so it's so different than it was in 2008 like mm-hmm. it's just such an entirely different world and everything is on streaming and there's so many shows it's just going to be interesting to see how it all um shakes yeah. out and we'll we'll feel the effects of it in like six months yeah right? yeah yeah, when um, there's these shortened things. I remember, I think it was um, Breaking Bad. The first season was really short because it was like seven episodes or something, which now would not be that short. But back mm-hmm. then, you know, that was abnormal. And it was because of the writer's strike. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. I could be wrong, but I feel like because of the writer's strike is that's why we have a break. Because it used to be shows started in September with school. And yes. ended in like May or June. And yep. then they ha- all had the summer off and they'd play reruns. And then now we have these split seasons. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and there's a lot less episodes than they had before. And I feel like that was the writer's strike, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I don't know. Because, gosh, it's so crazy to think like the last show on network television that I really loved that I remember now is like The Good Wife. Like that was the last one that I was like, oh, I'm so like start to finish was like fully into it. And it's crazy to think that they had like 22 episode seasons. Like that's so yep. long. It's so, so long. And I, I mean, it's probably nice for an actor and a writer that you have these long shows. It's like having a, you know, a more intense, like nine to five yeah, job like time job. right? Yeah. But you're in the same place essentially the whole time. Anyway, it's, I, you know, support the writers, stay tuned, support mm-hmm. reality shows, but there are writers and reality shows as well. So. Oh, yeah. So I talked to my friend that works oh, yeah. on reality shows. And so I said, you know how it feels scripted? Like what's what's going on? And he said, anything called a story producer is reality speak for writer. Wow. And all the writing is done by producers because reality is mostly non-union. Oh, God. So we're going to get a whole bunch of shit. Reality yeah. shows coming up. Yeah, I love that. Ugh. I um, my only touch point with like working with reality. Well, obviously, when I lived in LA, there was it was 2004 to 2008, and that was like the like it's like a gross. I mean, I loved all of it, but it was a lot of like you know, this is when reality is like really booming, and it's like Joe Millionaire, like all those <laughs> oh, those kind of things. Show. That was a good show. And I had a friend that worked in. Uh, and reality and it was like she I can't even remember you know just miscellaneous MTV dating shows or whatever but mm-hmm. I think one time I was like really didn't want to work retail anymore and I was like oh, I'm gonna try to get into TV and she was like oh you can you know try doing this but they paid like it was like casting and you would have to I literally went to central casting like literal central casting in Burbank and it was like trying to scope out people and like be like do you want to try out for this but, it, but and you would get some you weren't paid you were paid like it was almost like multi-level marketing like you were paid per 
person that ends up auditioning or whatever and you're paid yeah. bonus of some their place whatever it's all these like this little structure of it and I, I think I did it for a day and I was like this is not for me I am not this feels really gross because it's all these <laughs> desperate people that are at central casting to like act and they're like I guess mm. I'll be on a reality show uh. um, yeah it was it was it was gross but you know those are the times. The BH1 ones, God. I mean, there are so many. Like, if you think about the Brett Michaels, which led to, uh-huh. you know, uh, so, a lot. Like, and yeah. I watched all of them. I spent so much time, <laughs> so much time yeah. watching these stupid well, shows. That's what's so funny about VH1. If you think about when it started, it was like Michael Bolton. It was yes. music that our moms loved. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it's like Flavor of Love and <laughs> yes, like just these crazy Well, shows. it started, I was talking about um, Behind the Music was kind of like, they had that. And I was like, yep. Behind the Music so good. good. Oh, so, so good. It's gossip. I love it. And like pop-up video. Oh, love pop-up video. And then they started to trickle into the like, you know, whatever the life on the D well, not life on the D list. That was actually another good reality show, but it was, you know, the, um, where, yeah, it was those like, like B level, C level stars would live in a house mm-hmm. together. And yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember celebrity yeah, rehab? Yeah. See, there is like, there's definitely a dark part of reality. I do remember mm-hmm. it. I just like, I would maybe watch an episode and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, that goes into like the hoarders sort of territory. I don't like watching those because they make me feel really sad and uncomfortable. And I like, I can't, it's just too sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I did have a for it. I mean, we wouldn't even touch on the TLC of it all. Like I did have a foray into John and Kate plus eight, which like I, I, that will make me if there's an article about John or Kate or any of their kids, I'm like, gotta read it. Same. (laughs) Isn't one of them in jail or something? Or is that the... Uh, no, that's a Duggar. Well, the Duggars, that's a dark. I used to be yeah, into the Duggars. Yeah, that's dark. But it is, it's dark. It's ah, bad. Different show. Um, yeah. Uh, no, John and Kate Lissette, they just were... They were like Christian, and then they had all these kids, and then and then they got divorced, and he wore like Ed Hardy shirts and was a DJ at Chili's, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> totally um okay like i'm this is like best in show i'm just gonna keep listening but i'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep listening shows so let's <laughs> yeah. it what is your favorite reality show question of the week what is your favorite reality show just one just one just one whatever I, it's fine <laughs> it's fine um okay i'm gonna go to tishy recommends something that is sort of like a reality show and i have a lot of questions about it but i and i'm not done but i've really enjoyed it's jury duty <laughs> Um, I told somebody I was watching Jury Duty, and they were like, "Oh, Shore movie? wait, it's a show." No, it's, or it's oh, a show. I thought you meant actually wait, doing what? Jury Duty. <laughs> no, oh, listen. Actually, if somebody called me for Jury Duty, do you know how excited I would be? It's all I want to do is serve on a me jury. Me too. We're, Christy, we're psycho, but that's all I want to do. I, want, I okay, get so, jealous when people have it. Same. I, I'm like, <laughs> give it to me. I have a friend that got on a federal grand jury. <gasps> dream that is a dream okay so this particular show is called jury duty it is um kind of a mockumentary but it is um about okay so what it is it's about a a jury that ends up having to be like sequestered so then they're all like together they don't have their phone but really it's like these actors that it's like an improv but like but there's one guy 
that thinks it's actually a jury that he's on a jury <gasps> no. and they're like, yes. And they're like filming him and how he's getting along with them. Oh. And James Marsden. Is yes. In it as I himself. saw a clip of um, this and it, it was like punked. Really? It was. Oh my yeah, gosh. It's like yes. punked a little bit. So, but I was a little bit nervous that it was going to be like, Oh, it's going to be too cringy. Like, Oh, they're going to, yeah, okay. I hate that. The thing is he is the guy. I hope nothing. I, I hope nothing bad comes out about him because he is like, the sweet first of all he's like kind of cute secondly he's like so sweet and earnest but like funny not in like a dorky way but just like in a just like a sweetheart of a guy and the people are really funny i heard james marsden on um on fresh air yesterday and they were kind of like how do y'all do this like because you're you're bouncing stuff off him so like he can change the dynamic you know you have a sort of loose script but like there's this guy who is gonna change it because he doesn't know the script so he kind of anyway so it was interesting to see how they like kind of planned it and they were all really nervous when they told him at the I haven't gotten to it but they tell him at the end like this is you know this has been all like because he's going into it thinking he's on a jury but they're also filming like a documentary about juries so he like knows that there's a film crew it's not like they're hiding the film crew aspect of it anyway it's really good it's very sweet and it's actually really. how do I watch it it's on Amazon Freebie, which I, oh. I don't remember downloading onto oh my, my Roku, but it just magically appeared there. <laughs> I, so I, I, w- I will say the, it's free or whatever. I don't know if you have to have Prime. But um, the annoying thing is there are ads. But actually, I find that I'm like, okay with it because you're like, okay, this is a break. Like, I'm going to take a little break right now. And that's like three minutes or whatever. It's not a big deal. But, um, but yeah, jury duty. It's on Amazon Freebie, which <laughs> maybe used to be like imdb tv or something you know it might have been something else and then amazon put its stamp on it so yeah we should ronald gladden is the name of the guy oh i love him so much he's a pure heart we should do like some kind Um, of uh like bracket for all the like obscure streaming channels (laughs) oh yeah it makes me so mad what now now it's basically cable again no, it does yeah. not have to be like this. Shout like, out to capitalism. Some... <laughs> a know. bunch of them are going to be merging, apparently, yeah. and I think that that's part of writer strike, right? They're like buying each other so that they can try to get the most stuff It'll out. Be like Netflix yeah. when yeah. it first started and actually had yeah. shows to watch. Good stuff. Stuff. On yeah. yeah, I know. Um, all right, we'll we'll settle that another time. But mm-hmm. um, Jeremy, do you want to tell our lovely listeners how they can get involved? Oh yes, I have one. I have one uh, recommendation real quick that I added oh, last so minute. It's okay. It's Below Deck Adjacent, but it, it's a movie called Triangle of Sadness. It's free on Peacock oh, if you no. have it. Oh, I want to watch so It's so okay, good. It's so good. It. And it's weird. It. And it's, yeah. And there's like an extended puking scene. Yeah, there is a, <laughs> a very aggressive vomiting scene. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's like played for laughs, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. a little, okay. yeah. It's over the top. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay, good. I'm gonna check it out. I but you have sure. to watch like ten seasons of Below Deck, and then I think you'll really appreciate it. Yeah, really yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got it's it. A commitment. Totally. You'll get there. Yep. Uh, oh, that's right. I have another thing I'm supposed to do. Here's how to get involved. <laughs> you have okay. a job. Uh, go to our website. This show has everything. dot com. You can go to the Facebook group. That's where all the action is. Um, the show Twitter is at fuck Elon Musk. We're out. Mic drop. 
um, email us at tshishow at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. Uh, fax us at 617-354-8513. Um, AOL keyword is tshi. Uh, thank you for joining us. And that was everything. It was. Well, not really everything. No, there's so much. <laughs> I like, I'm like, oh yeah, what about? Yeah, as we're talking, mm-hmm. I was like. Like Antiques Roadshow. Does that count? Yes. Yeah.